Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend Yendub. Latinek! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Frank. How are you today? I'm doing well. <laughs> How are you doing? We're, as we record, it's May the 4th. It is May the 4th. Um, it is May the 4th, so the more, uh, May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you and with your Force Ghost. Yes. Thank you. Actually, I have a Force Ghost here with us today. Uh, we have uh, we have Force Ghost Andrew, who is the co-host of Tolkien TV Talk, the what is the uh, Force Ghost podcast of the Thought Bubble Audio Network, because we haven't recorded an episode in so long, because that show has not come out yet, so there's really no rush. So, true, true. Um, so anyway, so Andrew, how are you today? Hello there. I'm doing yeah. well. General <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi. Uh, oh, very good. Very good. I don't know where DNW came from, by the way. I don't know why that was great. That was that came into my head first. I was. Hey, took me to whatever you want to call, whatever character you want to pick for Frank, I got to be Kenobi just now. So I'm <laughs> that's, fine true. With it. that's true. That's uh, true. I could have gone anywhere, but that's uh, I. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's that's not how I think of you. If that makes you feel better, <laughs> you're you're really more of a. It's all good. You're really more of a Chewbacca in his like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very good. Very good. Uh, speaking of you holding your beer can to the screen, Frank, what are you drinking? Yeah, so um, I don't have any Star Wars-themed beers, but I do have my Chewbacca koozie. So I was just showing the guys that over Skype here. Um, <clears throat> And my Chewbacca koozie. Uh, but I am drinking, Tim, I am, it's not a Star Wars themed beer, but it is a beer that might be of interest to you in particular. This is a uh, Whalers Rhode Island. That's the name of the oh, Whalers yes. Brewery. I've yep. had that. Yes. Rise American APA. Yes, I've had that. I went to a brew at the zoo. Oh, right I had on. That. Love yeah. the zoo. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Brew it's a dry hopped American Pale Ale. Um, I really like it. I really, really like it. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like a, it's got kind of a Hefeweizen, um, mm-hmm. feel to it, flavor to it, but it's an APA. Um, so it's and it's kind of, it's pretty light. It's pretty like hazy and and yellowish, and it's got sort of a honey melon flavor. Um, it's good. I like it. It's kind of like a tea, almost. Um, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm way into it. I like it a lot. So it's the Rise good. APA from Whalers of Rhode Island. And uh, yeah, it's it's great. I like it. Oh, I love that, Andrew. Are you drinking anything? Um, I'm. Did being... you drink something earlier? <laughs> uh, n- no, I'm 
trying this new whole like health thing. So high, you know, carby drinks are probably off the table for a while. Fair. But um, I've got some chamomile, so Ooh. I'm doing that. <clears throat> Lovely. That's very Ben Kenobi of you. It is, isn't it? And, yeah. 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 You know, I I feel like it tracks. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, meanwhile, I am drinking. It's like you're like, I have a tea. And meanwhile, I'm drinking something called Decadent. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking a, um orange cream pop um, from Decadent Ales. It's an India pale ale with vanilla extract and orange puree. Wow. Yes, wow. indeed. It is from um, Decadent Ales is from Stratford, Connecticut. Stratford, Connecticut. Um, and uh, to be perfectly honest, it's just okay. I don't love it. Interesting. It's a little. F- it's a little flat. Hmm. And don't, don't get me wrong. There is like the carbonated beer fizz to it, but I think the orange puree comes in a little strong and flattens out some of the some of the fla- uh, some of the beer. Although that could be the India Pale Ale itself, actually. Interesting. Not positive. It's good, but if you actually wanted an orange cream pop, this is not a good substitute. Mm. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair. That. Yeah, that that's fair enough. Yeah, um, I would be willing to try to freeze this to make an orange freeze pop out of it, but it is very hard to freeze beer, as John Proctor once told us. That's true. From, that's from true. The Crucible. Uh, guys, my... <laughs> I I had it. That reminds me. I had a tragic incident a few weeks ago that I'm still recovering from. You might tell with the John Proctor quote. I really got a bunch so of specific. I got a bunch of uh, really nice one pint crowlers like those growler cans Mm -hmm. from a brewery here in town had a bunch of their beers that they only serve like on tap but they were putting them in crowlers so you could take it home and they curbside pickup and all this stuff so i got it home i put it in the back of my fridge um to like get it nice and cold for for, like the next day and i made the mistake of putting it in like there's an extreme back corner of my fridge where beer cans explode Mm, no and the whole pint of this beer that you can only get at the brewery exploded all over the back of my fridge and <gasps> i didn't get to enjoy any of it oh no so i'm still a little bit scarred by it to be honest um a little sensitive a little tender but um uh, frank was just was there an injustice being done in your house at the time was and i so... wanted i wanted to rebel against it so badly mm, yeah that's terrible <laughs> you'll Oh man, I feel like I could. I, at this point, I think we should veer away from Star Wars and talk about the Crucible for half an hour. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't. I'm not prepared for that. I am. I could always talk about the Crucible. Yeah. Abigail, it's not that bad. <laughs> Line in the sand. No, I'm just kidding. She's the worst. <laughs> yeah, um, she's the worst. Like, that is a take. Go, not... Yeah, no, it's yeah, not right. a take that I'm going to claim. Believe me. Um, so anyway. Let's talk about Star Wars, but specifically, gentlemen, let's talk about the last season of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, which ended today as we are recording that this. That is that is true. That is very true. Now, uh, Frank, you and I uh, already talked about seasons one through six of The Clone Wars uh, on a previous episode, so let's leave everything one through six off the table. For now, we're just going to talk about season seven. And we're really, we really want to talk about that last arc, but let's talk about the first two arcs of the show first uh, to give them their their due gil- d- uh, diligence, and then we can move on. So um, I'll start. Um, the first arc was fun. I enjoyed it. It was like the Suicide Squad-ish, but Star Wars, 
And the second arc was just okay. It was great to see Ahsoka. And uh, the end. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. 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 They, bo- they both certainly happened. Uh- <laughs> yeah. You know, if this was a... Uh, if those... It's because when I watched Clone Wars to like get up to speed for seven, I did like the essential 66 episodes. I didn't like watch every like droid episode and like all these, you know, the ones that are veered towards the younger audiences. And I was thinking about that while watching season seven. I'm like, which one would any of these be cut? And I think the first two arcs would not make it into that like essential episode list. You could argue the Ahsoka, um, arc because it's like what did she do yeah between like yeah. leaving the jedi temple and ending up here and in, in that way it is kind of essential but like the story itself and what is happening is not super important to the star wars canon yeah like i feel like if you could watch like if you were to include the essential stuff from that arc uh, it would be like the beginning of the first episode where it's like, oh, look, it's Ahsoka. She's like around doing stuff. And then the last bit when she gets, uh, you know, when she ends up uh, going off with um, um, the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think so. I will say, I think that the, I think the second arc will become more necessary because I have a feeling the Martez sisters aren't are going to stick around. I agree. Mm-hmm. Either in yes. comics or another animated property yeah. or a video game or something. I feel like the, the, the or a novel, the Martez sisters will be a character of some kind. So if, if they are, depending on how big they become in sort of the continuity, this arc might be something you might want to look back at as like the origin of, or, you know, the first appearance of the Martez sisters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I want to be clear. I actually didn't completely dislike the the that arc like it wasn't Same. like a, oh when will this be over it was just okay feeling. though it was just okay yeah it was fine i enjoyed segments of it but it was definitely not a i'm riveted to my seat arc not in the way that the, some other arcs on the show have been yeah it it was like a it was a good arc it was like a decent arc from like you know the middle of the series or something it was no different yeah i i feel like um I mean, I feel like that arc in particular and um, in a lot of cases, specifically the Martez sisters are getting a lot of flack on things like um, uh, prequel memes or whatever on Reddit and stuff. And I think a lot of that is because um, there was a huge gap before this season happened and it was sort of a surprise season. I mean, I I feel like if that gap didn't like I feel like this the first two arcs of this season will seem much better when watching the whole series in like a more of a binge kind of thing yes yeah um, mm-hmm. it's the anticipation right of like in. yeah the anticipation makes you be like wait this is what we get the first time you see the circle back but at the well, same time and- if they had if they had just jumped right into like from where we saw her last to like the final arc of this of the season it would it would be too much so then we need i oh, guess we yeah. needed something in the middle there no i 100 percent agree you needed something before and I think it eased us back into the Clone Wars, you know, feel, feeling comfortable with the familiar a bit before we got hit with the magnificent, amazing final arc. <laughs> it was. Not to 
play my hand too soon there, but um, it was amazing. <laughs> well, why don't you why don't you actually start us off? I think we've said all we we want to say about those uh, those first two arcs. So let's let's dive into this last four um, four episode arc. It mm-hmm. plays like a movie, mm-hmm. even with the original like Lucasfilm like logos and parts and all of that and all of that stuff. Uh, I was not prepared. No, I was I was absolutely not. I mean, I and I kept trying to talk. I mean, since the season was announced, I'm like, if we're going to see Order 66, I'm going to be devastated. And I was still not ready with months of preparation for that. So. Not emotionally prepared. Am I dumb to uh, like forget that like we were we were going to see Order 66? Like for some reason, I just always assumed that the show would end before Revenge of the Sith. I did too. I always assumed that it would end, it would end it would take us into the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Like like maybe the last shot of the show would be the very first shot of Revenge of the Sith where they're in that battle. Like that That's, was the battle of Coruscant was what I thought would be the first. That was how the original like Clone Wars animated miniseries ended, if I remember right. correctly. Yes, that's um, exactly right. And that I is how watched that like in so many years. Neither have I. It's amazing. Um I've seen clips of it recently, um uh, again on like prequel memes, um, because they love it. Mm-hmm. Um rightfully so. Um but you know, one of the amazing things that you know, uh, Mace Windu just like completely disintegrating one of the uh battle droids with the uh, it's amazing anyway, i do but, remember uh, you mean, that you mean mace windu the sole reason the jedi collapsed in on itself mace windu that mace windu oh yeah. i i don't like him anymore <laughs> that's a whole other issue um, um one thing that i did like if we're gonna go you know if we're gonna do this justice um right off the bat in the like opening shots where they're sh- you know, sort of reestablishing where everyone is there was a really fun little cameo of um, what seems to be a very young uh, Kanan from Oh yes Rebels. Kanan's really, really? uh huh. Really? So he was he was um, in a uh, it was like briefly where they're just like in the very beginning of the first episode of this arc where they're like showing where everyone is and there there was a a, a shot of a bunch of uh, Jedi around a uh, you know in like holograms around a strategic you know mm-hmm. hollow table yes. or whatever yes 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 and they showed him as a young padawan with uh his uh master who i don't remember off the top of my head but oh, um well looks like i'm just gonna have to go back and watch it all over again just to watch that oh well mm-hmm. i yeah. I, re- I i thought it was him and then i i rewatched that episode again today um because it's star wars day and there's only so much school work i can do um mm. So and then they like made a point of zooming in on him. So oh yeah, I was like, all right, so that has to be Kanan then. Yeah, no question, no question. Um, out of the four episodes, do you think that they they blend well together and that every character kind of gets their just send off at particular times? I was thinking about this because as the episodes go on, like they become. That it, it actually becomes like in, like smaller in scope, where it actually like starts big with like Obi Wan and Anakin and this battle, and then and then as it slowly goes into um, and parallels along with Revenge of the Sith, it it becomes a really smaller scale story of just Ahsoka and Rex and Maul, and that's it. You don't get any other Clone Wars characters because they all have their live action due. 
in Revenge of the Sith. So, you, you know, you don't see the Chancellor. Uh, you don't see, after the second episode, you don't see really any members of the Jedi Council um, or Anakin or Obi-Wan or anybody. And it's just Ahsoka. And so, like, in, in, instead of, um, instead of, like, cramming everybody in, they just let the movie be the movie and they let Clone Wars be Clone Wars. And I thought that was really smart because if you put them side by side, you're watching as Ahsoka rises past the dark side and Anakin just falls right into it at the very end. And I thought that was a great juxtaposition paralleled super well um, in in these last four episodes. Somebody speak. We It's like we got... It's like we got... <clears throat> It's like we got Anakin's at Anakin's Padawan believed his teachings more than he did. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, right, absolutely. But but she, Ahsoka has the ability to believe them because she doesn't have attachments the way her attachment is Anakin, and so like she doesn't have she doesn't have the the very thing. That is what is halting Anakin from believing his own teachings. Yeah, that's right. She 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 is just more. She's like more devoted to sort of the the. She's more of like a true believer of the principles of the Jedi Order, um, and a and like a follower of the light side of the Force in a way that that he's kind of he he his attachments stop him from being able to sort of let go and be that that same Jedi Knight that she's able to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's. In a weird way, that makes his fall all the more tragic because, like, what he was saying does work is the truth. You know, it's almost like somebody, it's, you know, it's like do as I say and not as I do. Anakin is pretty much the founding principle of that in the Star Wars galaxy. You know, like, I'm going to, I, you should do this and this and this, and he doesn't really do any of them. You know, it even, but that's, that a lot of that is mostly on Anakin himself. It's not really on anybody, too. So like, you can't blame Obi Wan for that. You can't blame Ahsoka or the, even the Jedi Council. Like he is, he is who he is, and um, but Ahsoka was able to go past who she is, and I think that's the the biggest difference. Because like, if you look at her character growth on Clone Wars from the start of the show to the end, she has grown as a person into the teachings of the Jedi, even though she left the Jedi order and Anakin like never really stopped being Anakin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. It, it kind of relates to something that I had, I had, um, I had heard someone say like, what role did Ahsoka play in Anakin's, downfall like had she been there would he maybe not have turned to the dark side like did she have an influence could she have had an influence would she have had an influence um on 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 his on his falling for um for palpatine's sort of the the grand plan put together by palpatine was her not being around for hennigan part of palpatine's plan i would say yes Probably that like yeah. to set, but um, I mean her her leaving the Jedi Order and everything like it feels a little orchestrated, you know. In like obviously in you know like in everything, but I think that maybe he just felt like she was going to get taken out in Order sixty six either way. 
Um, but I think sure. if she had like, let's say she had been in in Palpatine's office when like Mace Windu was there and like Kit Fisto, like she, like and everybody's there, and Anakin comes rushing in, and then he's like, "No, I need him," and then Ahsoka comes in like, "No, Master, I don't think you could have stopped Anakin at that point." Yeah, at that at that specific point, I I feel probably not. But if in the like between when in the show she left and that moment i feel like her being around more would have been helpful for yeah yeah mm-hmm. but then who knows what that would have done to her too because i feel like a lot of her growth as a character happened in that not being there um she definitely that, she definitely grew a lot between the last time we saw her and this season that's totally yeah, that's valid a, that's a great so, point so who even knows <laughs> and you could and then on top of that, are you you're looking at it like, you know, Star Wars is all about destiny, right? What is your destiny to to end up this way? Your fate to do to end up in in certain positions and all that stuff. And the final scene of the the final scene of the fourth episode, which I think was mind blowing, like it was amazing. Like, I can't believe that I'm looking at Darth Vader on Clone Wars. That just threw me for a loop. <laughs> I loved it oh so very much. Actually, when the first trooper, like stormtrooper, not clone trooper, came into yeah. the frame, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like I've never seen, like I've never seen a stormtrooper before. But like, yeah, I've never, but it was or beautiful an, though. Yeah, it was. I know. And you just know that those two, those two stormtroopers used to be clone troopers. Like yeah, specifically, that's very po- yeah, those two that's used to be very possible. Yeah, because it's undetermined how long you know that ship had been there. Um. It could have been a couple days. It could have been. It could have been a week. But anyway, my point was: so Vader looks up at the sky and sees uh, the Mortis um, bird there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like so, and he's holding Ahsoka's lightsaber. So she is kind of like, so he gets it that like he's the light side, or she's the light side, and he's the dark side, right? She's the sister, and he's. And he's the brother. Totally. And so so I guess my, like, that shot, is that Star Wars, is that Dave Filoni telling us she was, this is the way it was going to happen because the Force willed it to happen this way. You know, Anakin was going to fall so he could rise again. That's like, that was going to happen. That's the that's the whole arc that they have to follow, right? Like, that's that's how the Force gets put back into balance and the whole thing was that Anakin had to fall and and Luke had to had to be there to to bring him back mm-hmm. and Ahsoka is part of that story too that's right yeah yeah um do I have gone on record in saying that I didn't care much about clone centric episodes um uh they're just like that's not one of my draws to clone wars but i have but within that record it also says that i like do care about people like rex and cody and i think it's what is so interesting is that cody does not get redeemed but rex does mm-hmm. yeah i i think it's because and tell me what you guys think but i feel like it's cuz ahsoka and rex are the two the are they the only two characters that were created for Clone Wars? 
I, of the main sort uh, of bunch? Uh, but, the, but the main cast? I think so. Because Cody yeah. was in Revenge of the Sith. R- yeah. Right. 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 So I, I, my thought was that that's why they, we hyper-focused on those two at the end, because those are the two who we, we don't get to see in any of the movies. That's, you know, I, I think you're 100%. I think you're 100% right there. Because um, if this is Star Wars Clone Wars, then you wrap up with the characters that are original to Clone Wars. Yeah. One of my favorite little details that got retconned into other stuff later, which is usually something I don't approve of, but I thought this worked very nicely. Um, apparently, Rex was at Endor. Really? Oh, oh that's right. That's, he's, he's like the bearded guy that runs uh-huh. around the corner or something like that. That's yeah. right. So that's that's one of my favorite things. Because did they they base his look on? Did they base his look from Rebels on that guy? I believe from, so. That's cool. I guess I have to go back and watch Return of the Jedi now. Uh, I mean, always. Shucks. Oh no. <laughs> I have to watch Return of the Jedi. I was actually listening to the soundtrack on vinyl earlier today. Nice. Yeah. I don't have the one on vinyl. I only have Star Wars on vinyl. I don't have any any others. Same. I have I have um episodes 6, 7 and 8 actually weirdly what a What's well, a weirder assortment, combo. but that's cool. Yeah, I it just happens to be the one that I've like the ones I've picked up for, you know, when the time has been right, you know, but sure. I haven't actively sought out the rest of them. So that's my own doing Fair, you know, so to be rectified by lovely listeners who would love to give me gifts. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> no. All right. Well, the force is strong with this one. Beer with geeks at gmail.com. Uh, I tried. Uh, so anyway, um, what, what are your, what are your top moments from, from these from these four I know Frank's favorite question what are your favorite moments okay I'm just going to jump in with the first two that jump into my mind because of how absolutely soul-crushingly devastating they were and they were the two times that Rex cried in this arc oh they were the worst yes (laughs) I agree I agree oh I never finished my thought yeah like these last four episodes I was like I do care about the clones it was like a yeah it was like a, it had the, it was like this revelatory moment where I was like, well, maybe I don't care about all of them, but I definitely care about Rex. Like, okay. wow. I was like, you started that you started that thought by saying like, you know, I've gotten a record saying that I hate the, that I don't love all the, the clones <laughs> episodes, and I was like, that's a weird flex, but okay, that's yep. I mean, fine. <laughs> I don't either, but like, I didn't feel the need to be like, by the way, those clone episodes, not great. We got <laughs> we got distracted. We got distracted, and yeah. I meant to resolve that with, <laughs> yeah, Rex crying made me realize that I actually did care, or I yeah. do care. Well, yeah. like, and, like, immediately after Order 66 is given, he's, like, he's taking charge of that order because he wants to get that one last thing out of go find the information on Fives because you need to know what's going on. And also that gives the loss of fives meaning yes it's not just for yes. nothing because mm-hmm. um, that was devastating too yes but <laughs> now now it's devastating but with a purpose and um yeah oh my goodness there was so like it's hard to pick a, a favorite moment though like those were just the two that stuck out because i wanted to talk about them but um 
I mean, it was so masterfully done. Um, Frank, say something else before I say another one. Honestly, a moment that <clears throat> I, 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 I that will I will remember for the way it made me feel is um, starting the first episode of this arc and seeing the Lucasfilm Limited logo, mm-hmm. the simple green sans serif font, and then the red logo for Clone Wars. That was as meaningful to me as I would say it's it's, it's honestly almost as meaningful to me as the first time that I got to see a Star Wars film in a theater and saw the crawl start you know on, on a big screen for the first time. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I had the exact same feeling. It's just like the crawl. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that we also got the Star Wars theme playing in the Clone Wars, which was fantastic. That's right. That's right. The orchestration, not the Kevin Kiner adapted theme. Yeah. Which is also great. But this was like, nope, this is Star Wars now. Here exactly. we go. This Actually, is the, mu- the music across all four episodes was like, this is Star Wars. Cinematic. By the way. The whole arc, the whole final arc was cinematic. Where You can tell it was designed to be a movie. Like the way the show started with a movie, it ended with a movie in my in my opinion mm-hmm. in my estimation a much better movie a much <laughs> better movie a, such a much better movie oh my god it's not even funny um well, i wish you... it had gotten a cinema a, a theatrical release i wonder if there would have been you know uh fathom event screenings or something if we weren't in the situation that we're in i feel like probably mm-hmm. probably uh, maybe uh, there will be even one day i hope so but like that just even just the way that like you could tell they went into this arc treating it like a movie as opposed to the original movie we got which was oh um i guess we're gonna do a theatrical release let's take a couple of episodes and put that together um this i mean there were just some shots that you got like like wide angle shots of like ahsoka and rex and like or there was one with ah- ahsoka and anakin walking up like it's just this was just the cinematography was stellar not i agree to be yep punny yeah. but it's <laughs> the um there's a the the speaking of cinematography and stuff the the malls come to the dark side conversation <sighs> with her was extremely like um ex- extremely cinematic but it was it was framed like every come to the dark side mm-hmm. conversation, like they all play off of one another in the same format. And I love that it's the apprentice with the Padawan having this conversation because normally it's the master and the master or it's something like that. But this is like, it's like the like middle management version of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of, of this. a middle management, like a middle management, like a coup or something like kind of. Yeah. They're like, no, we could be playing golf on Friday afternoons. <laughs> like uh, another thing that I just remembered weirdly that needs to be mentioned um, that ties in with like the cinematic scope of everything was just how incredibly beautiful and fluid the duel between Ahsoka and Maul on Mandalore mm-hmm. was. Um, that was some great. That was some great Ray Park mocap. It- you, I could, mean, you could tell oh, that it was like, oh, you this could is, tell it was him. You could, yeah. you could tell it was him. Is this the first time that they've done that on this show? Like, are, are they regularly doing that? I don't think so. 
I, no, I, actually, if you watch the way that they move, I was thinking about it watching that fight because it it felt like there was weight to them. Even the way Maul moved, I was like, he's slower in this fight than we've seen him in other episodes because it's mocap. Right. Because normally yeah. they're leaping like nobody can leap. And, you know, like think about that fight between, um, um, I think it was Savage and Maul and the um, – Sidious, I, mm-hmm. I think, is that right? Oh, you yes. Know, like in the way that that fight played, like that's not how humans move. Like, sure. Or it was in the same room, too, move, at least right. where it started. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, the, that that room is rife for, for duels. Yeah. Um, wow. But I, uh, so no, there was a, there's definitely a shift here. And I, I loved, because Ray Parker has a very distinctive style. Yeah. And when you like watch him fight as Maul for years and years, you know, in, you know, from Phantom Menace, you know, you, you recognize it when you see it. And I think it, that it was, that was pretty special. With it you. was amazing. It was, it was just to the, it, it, it gave it so much more gravitas, I guess, to have it just, it felt more real. It, it actually it's funny when they, when characters have weight like that it actually feels like there is like metaphorical weight there's uh well, that's what more what i mean yeah 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 um there's a there's an importance to this fight you can mm-hmm. feel it in their movements um ahsoka um jumping out of the airship without a parachute captain america <laughs> style and like making her way down to the ground before rex one of my favorite clone war scenes ever mm-hmm. i was like oh she's just the coolest I saw a tweet earlier today. It was like 2008. Ahsoka Tano was the worst thing to happen to Star Wars. 2020. Ahsoka Tano was one of the best things to happen to Star Wars. It's so since accurate. I am your father. Like that's you know. Can can we just talk about the turnaround? Like the complete 180 that pretty much the entire Star Wars fandom has had for Ahsoka Tano, where she really was like annoying when she came out uh, uh, in, in the mm-hmm. film. It was like, why is she here? Why does Anakin, and how can you justify Anakin having a Padawan? Why is she so annoying? Sky guy, r 2 are you kidding me? And now she is the one of my most beloved characters up there with the original, you know, our original beloved, uh, like, like the big three of the original mm-hmm. trilogy and everything. Like she oh, yeah. is this beloved character now. Her avatar is my Disney Plus icon right nice. now. I changed everybody on my account to um, to Star Wars uh, accounts, so um, I'm Ahsoka, and my um, sister and brother-in-law are Baby Yoda, and because my nephew, my less than two-year-old nephew, loves his Yoda stuffed animal that I nice. stuffed toy that I got him, nice, and my wife is a Porg. Um, which, if you know her, tracks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, you. I told her I changed to a pork, and she was like, "Thank you, thank you." <laughs> wow. Uh, Mine is uh, Din Djarin, so I'm rocking the whole Mando look. Good, because I never, Mickey, I never so. managed to get one of those Mandalorian helmets, and I always wanted one. Well, maybe Santa will be kind to you one year before you turn ninety. I don't. I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Indeed. Um. Do you do you like how intricate Maul was in these in these last couple of episodes? Do you feel like he was so important to Star Wars that it was actually important to to, to see him in the in these last couple episodes? Frank, I did like how intricate 
Maul. I, I, I loved Maul in this arc. Uh, Sam Witwer. Oh my God. I've loved Sam Witwer for a long, for as, as long as this has been a show, actually. Yep. 2008. Um, yeah. 2008 Doomsday. was when he kind of came on my radar and um, from being on Smallville and <clears throat> wow. Um, this is like the best thing I've ever seen from Sam Witwer. And I, I you know, like his whole, his whole mall performance since he came on the scene has been fantastic. And this was outstanding. Um, I loved everything about Maul in this whole arc. I love the way that this bridged the story of Maul, of how did we get from Maul returning, Spider Maul, to Solo, basically. This kind of filled in the gaps of like how we got from, from, from one place to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and, and, and he will, I mean, he's on Rebels, too, so there's, there's, um, there's even like the tail end after Solo, too, you know, like what's, what's happening afterwards. You know, and then because Rebels is five years, Rebels is five years before New Hope, and Solo is ten, right? So it gives you what the first fifteen, like you know, the gives you. There's a fifteen year gap still that I like. Oh, what have you been up to? I want to know. Give me a Sam Witwer Darth Maul series. There, exactly. There are more stories to tell still, and I can't wait to hear them. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Rumor is that he's going to be on. Um, the Cassian Andor show. That's I've heard the that. Thre- yeah, some of the threads that they dropped in 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 Solo will be picked up in that show because it takes place around the same time as Rebels. I think I think it's five years before. So I hope that's true because I, I think that so was too. one of the more interesting parts of Solo. Yeah, yeah. Had there been a an, another one or or the films that they were planning to make with with. Uh, Benioff and Weiss, or I don't, I don't know. Like, oh well, no, those would have been an earlier era, I guess. But still, had they had there been plans that hadn't been canceled um, after after Solo, it would have been really, really cool to see where they were going to go with that. And I hope we still get to see that told somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who, I mean, we still have. Well, so here's so that uh, Disney also announced today that Taika Waititi is going to be taking a Star Wars show, uh, a Star Wars movie. I'm sorry, um, which is very exciting if you're a Taika fans. Mm-hmm. Um, which I am. Uh, Same. And um, they also announced that there was going to be a new Star Wars Disney Plus show live action. Um, I can't I can't remember who the showrunner is, and I don't have it in front of me. Um, but I, is it? It's not the same woman who, who Fleeb. It's not the same woman. Who um, Phoebe Waller Bridge? No, I don't think it's Phoebe Waller Bridge, but she's not the showrunner of Fleabag, is she? She is. It's her show, and and she stars in it as well. Oh, okay. I don't think it's Phoebe Waller Bridge, but I I could be wrong about that. Who was in Solo? Actually, now that uh, she was, she was yes, Um, immortalized forever inside the Millennium Falcon. Um, I can't remember, but strong rumor is that. a strong rumor is that it's going to be an Ahsoka Tano show. So if Rosario Dawson's casting as Ahsoka in The Mandalorian is true, that it will also actually spin into her own show. Right. I would be absolutely thrilled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not yet been confirmed, but it seems to be pretty reliable based on the people talking about like like the... The conversation seems to be like it's a fairly, it's a pretty good source um, that came from. But yeah, you're right; mm-hmm. it hasn't been officially confirmed yet. So I guess it... 
No, could, no, true, but... it hasn't. But I, can, I think people would flip their lids if if there was a live action Ahsoka television yeah. show. I think that would be pretty spectacular. I would. Yeah, uh-huh. I would. Uh huh. Especially if it was Rosario, actually, actually, because she she would do a bang up job. Like I'll really. Yeah. Um, how do you actually do you feel like the Ashley Eckstein should should be her in in live action or I I I mean I will first off say that she is absolutely amazing um, and has again made us over the years love a character who we started off hating so yeah well done mm-hmm. Ashley Eckstein but we um, met her a couple of years ago do any of you remember this do I at least. I did, and I think Frank did, and I don't know if Andrew, I don't know if you were there. I wasn't. No, she was at a con for her universe, and we had stopped at her booth and met her, but I didn't watch the show when I met her. I don't know if I was (sighs) with you then. I met her also because of her universe, I think in Atlanta one year. Oh, okay. So it was not. It was not uh, at the same. But we I don't think I was with the, you there. when that happened for you. No. Gotcha. Yeah, she's very nice. She's she's very. Nice. She seems it. Yeah. Um, but I'm. I'm okay with the uh, to answer your original question. I'm okay with the idea of other people playing the character. I mean, look at how many people have played Anakin, for example. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's right. Um. I, I'm I'm fine with the idea of it, and I think that um, the potential of Rosario Dawson is amazing. Um, I, I you know I, I really look forward to seeing how that would play out. Um, I'm just really excited for again. If you had told me this in 2008, I would. I believe I said this in a text message to you guys. I would still be laughing now, but yeah. I cannot wait to see more Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that we do get that Ahsoka spinoff show because it would have to be amazing. It, given what they're doing with their shows th- lately, it's uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for more Mandalorian. I I'm really looking forward to what they're doing. I know. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I uh, that reminded me. You said look at all the people who played Anakin. Um, Use of actual Revenge of the Sith audio inside of Clone Wars when she has her Force premonition, um, heck yes, amazing, oh my, mm-hmm. amazing. It was, it, oh. yep. And then actually, and, and then even to use because they did both. They used real audio, and they added some stuff, and or they had voice actors re saying some of the lines, like Mace Windu's, like like the holograph meeting, like that was. Not Samuel L. Jackson, but it was the same dialogue, mm-hmm. right? And so I think, and even they had the same like I, I the um if you look at like a side by side, which a bunch of people on various places in the internet have done, um, they've got the same like head motions. Uh, one that sticks out is um, uh, Kiati Mundi like does a head tilt at one point, and it's exactly the same mount, amount, exactly same time exact same intonation in what he's saying i'm like yeah it's it was so much attention to detail yeah the vo- they, can you could you send me those i have not seen that yeah i'll find it in it's time. it's pretty great the vocal performances are, are are you know the same cadence and 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 they really did try to recreate those those scenes of dialogue in the same way that they, as 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 closely as they possibly could have 
Yeah, it was. I mean, again, it's it, you could tell that every single person involved absolutely loves Star Wars and loves this era of Star Wars because they got it spot on. Yeah, and you know it's funny in a, in an era where people are like, "Oh, Disney doesn't get Star Wars and like all this stuff." Like oh, a couple things here. One, this came out under the Disney era. And you know, and I think that I think that's an important an important thing to put out there like Disney can put out Star Wars that is Star Wars. And but I also think at the same time Disney needs to look at some of the stuff they're putting out like right here mm-hmm. and watch everybody go that was amazing great job that was star wars like very pe- the fan community are any fan community for anything is rarely satisfied with a finale so rarely are people satisfied and myself included in that like endings are really hard to pull off oh, and yeah. this was one of the most satisfying endings ever although i do think they they have the added benefit of like the Clone Wars actually ended in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. so um, so that they, they had it in a, a, a weird way, uh, a, a, a different task ahead of them to end the show. But I just think they, I think they knocked it out of the park. Even thinking about like at the beginning of the these four episodes, like all the clone troopers painted their helmets to like honor Ahsoka, and by the end of those four episodes, they've all tried to kill her. And she's like tried to not kill them, and then she honors them with her own, basically her face on a helmet, staring back at her. Like there's something really beautiful and haunting and terrible about that. Well, that, that was the in like the whole build up to Order sixty six happening. We got at least two or three times someone mentioning how loyal the clones are. Yep, I think Anakin mentioned it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Rex mentioned it at least, I think at least twice. Um, and, you know, Ahsoka's like, oh, you know, I could never ask for a better friend. And then he goes and that's Order 66 right at that moment. Like mm-hmm. they like really up until that point, as beautiful and amazing as everything was, there's that underlying stress that's just getting that's building up because we know what's going to happen because this movie came out 15 years ago. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, so it's oh, it was devastating, but beautifully done. <laughs> it was it done. was <clears throat> all, all the more because the three of us were able to get together a few days ago and watch revenge of the sith together um and so uh, having that as context for this finale really made it all the more devastating mm-hmm. um also talking of uh the fan response uh you mentioned i do want to point out that these last four episodes have uh, the ratings of 9.8, 9.9, 9.9, and 9.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Excellent. Um, so wow. they are among the hi- they are among the highest rated episodes of television. Who on doesn't IMDb. like them? Get out of here. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I uh, imagine there are some trolls, regardless. But mm. it, it. I mean, that's nearly perfect ratings for four episodes in a row. In a row. You know what was actually an interesting inclusion here is Ahsoka's um, loyalty to droids and their loyalty to her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that was a whole thing with R two E back in two thousand eight, and here we are in the last couple of episodes, and they legitimately die for her. Mm-hmm. They're like, "We've got your back, no worries." That is, it is really something special. The, these these episodes are poetic. I think also it has one of my favorite Anakin moments of all time. 
Actually, that opening scene where he's just on the bridge walking out and all the troops are underneath the bridge. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, and like, yeah, he's just talking. He's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, he, oh, my God, he's so powerful. Like with the four, like he's having a nothing conversation while dodging blaster fire out of nowhere. Like, it, yeah, so, so cool. That's so true. It made up for a lot of the fact that uh, I make made up is a bit anyway, but it it. it in, in the Revenge of the Sith, Anakin spends a lot of time basically upset, moping. Uh, just Revenge of the Sith? I, I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm just talking about the time frame that we're dealing with. Here. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a guy. He's so call. He's very upset at Attack of the Clones s- most of the time. I, okay, fine. He spends the entirety of Star Wars, Star Wars, except for the last like three minutes of Revenge of, the, of uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, <laughs> and the Phantom Menace. Actually, he's he's rarely upset in the Phantom Menace. Yippee! Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, he has his moments there too, though. Um, but. Um, I was going somewhere. Oh, we got to see Anakin at his most Anakin. Like this was that that scene was pure good Anakin just doing what he does and mm-hmm. being amazing at it. Um, and and Obi-Wan also being Obi-Wan at the same oh, yeah. time. Just like <laughs> constant like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, the force. Be with I hate me. It when he does that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is some some great stuff. I can't wait to watch it again. Yep. I may or may not have already started. I can't wait to watch it again in one sitting, like the whole final arc in one sitting Mm -hmm. as a movie. You know, skip intro Disney Plus. Thank you very much. And uh, just just get through it all like like a a film like it was probably meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's. It was a masterpiece. And I mean, there's some musical cues too. Like when right after order 66, you get like, um, Anakin's dark deeds while, um, yes. While mm-hmm. Ahsoka's fighting off the clones on the bridge mm-hmm. there. It's just, uh, I, it was soul crushing, but in like the best possible way. Yeah. yeah. I would like to point out just one thing before we wrap up. If we talk about this last scene, um, with Vader and everything like that, I think it's real one. I think it's really important to the arc of the Clone Wars that they do show Vader because mm-hmm. there is like there is a completion there. It's so it's in a circle event kind of thing, but also they went as so far as to give him the carbon scarring on his helmet, like you would see in a New Hope, like with the like there's like an actual you know like there's like in a New Hope it's like obviously somebody like painted his helmet. You know what I mean because it's yeah. 1977, um, <laughs> but you can it's been it's become carbon scarring, like war torn battle armor, whatever else, and it's there on his helmet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, d- it, d- it wasn't his pristine, fresh no, out of. But the it's, end but of... I, but I'm talking. It's in the same pattern. Like same if pattern. you oh, yes. look at if you look at his helmet in A New Hope, and you look at his helmet in here, it's the same pat. It's the same swish yeah. pattern and everything. D- down down to the. I mean, even the lenses uh, over his eyes were like mm-hmm. you could kind of see through them like you can in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's that's just a beautiful attention to detail that rewards Star Wars fans for being Star Wars fans instead yeah. of admonishes them. And I think that's I think that's really the key difference between the ending here and and other endings. It it very like definitively put a close to the Clone War era by like you know all right he's sending in in an Imperial shuttle that's got nothing that was not Clone War era ship. Those are stormtroopers. And 
then you just that last lingering shot of him walking away from uh the clone trooper helmet in the snow it was just it was brilliantly executed the clone trooper helmet in the snow that has ahsoka's paint on it Mm -hmm. it's not like there's something like this very distinct about that while he's holding the lightsaber that he gave her like it yeah his last time seeing her the last time he saw her um as a as as a good person so what uh my gosh what a time before he killed all those younglings my goodness um well, anyway uh guys we're way over what would be a normal beer with geeks uh time so would anybody it's Star like Wars to stay yeah it doesn't matter yeah okay so anyway hour two i think that we should talk about <laughs> execute <laughs> minute 66 <laughs> is that legal <laughs> I will make it legal. Um, I could keep going, but I'm not going to. We and won't. the Jedi there. I just had to say it. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Uh, I said some positives from the Jedi. <laughs> Obviously. You think? Is uh, this how this episode ends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Anyway, um, we're at the end. So would anybody like to add anything any last bit that they'd like to say? Okay, that's a no. So, Frank, take us out. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing other than to say uh, you can follow us uh, on uh, Twitter at Beer with Geeks. Uh, you can email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, anywhere you find your podcast, you can find us. You can rate and review us, and that means a whole lot to us when you do that. It helps the show get discovered by other folks. So please go ahead and do that. Tell your friends um, and uh, support us. Um, uh, if you if 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 you can leave us a rating and review, that's huge. Another thing you can do is to support us at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. You can support this show and other shows like Tolkien TV Talk. Uh, by by supporting the Thoughtbubble Audio Network on Patreon. So please do that. Um, other than uh, Tolkien TV Talk, is there anything that, Andrew, you'd like to uh, promote, or Tim, for that matter? Um, J.R.R. Tolkien is a genius, and you hopefully the Amazon show will be good. Seconded. Um. <laughs> Seconded breakfast, Andrew. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think they know about Second Breakfast, Tim. <laughs> oh, well, they would if they listened to Tolkien TV talk. We'll record again eventually. I promise, guys. Yeah, I'm. The show's not coming out till 2022 or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, well, we we've got, got time. time. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe one of maybe one of our our other shows will be will be done by then, and I won't feel the pressure. The pressure. It won't be beer with geeks. We're going on forever. But uh, anyway, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.